Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. We've got a fun episode for you this week as we stay in the hoppy world. Or, or well, I guess last week we weren't exactly in the hoppy world of Wasaki, but we're in the hoppy world and staying in Lexington. Although uh, they've got a few locations elsewhere as we talk with Country Boy Brewing. Uh, but before that, don't forget to check us out at hopspirits.com so you never miss an episode of the podcast or our sister podcast, The Bar Conversations, and all the fun things happening there. And remember, follow us at Hop Spirits on all social media. But now, what's pouring some news and notes from around Kentucky, Lexington's Julietta Market, a place where dozens of small business owners operate out of kiosks, will have a new home starting next year. The market has been part of Gray Line Station since November 2020, and the market will operate through October. As of right now, the market's director can't say where the market will move, but they are looking at starting a new location at the beginning of next year. In Northern Kentucky, Covington Restaurant that has been open for nearly 40 years closed up shop after the 4th of July weekend. Located at 529 Main Street, the location of D. Felice Cafe currently has a sign in the window advertising its availability for rent. The cafe's social media accounts are deactivated. Opened in 1984, D. Felice Cafe served New Orleans-style cuisine and offered live jazz performances. Bites of the Bluegrass has added a new tour in Lexington, this time at the Distillery District. Yeah, all one one spot right there. You can learn bits of history while you sample selections of local cider, Berman, German Bites, and award-winning ice cream. That's a pretty good combination, if you ask me. You also need to check out their other tours as well. One of Louisville's most popular and unique fundraisers is back. On August 26th, enjoy beer, food, and wine at the Louisville Zoo between 5 and 9 p.m. for a refreshed brew at the zoo with wine and food, too. In addition to beer, food, and wine samples, Guests can expect animal encounters, late night food bites, live mu- music, oversized lawn games, and a silent disco. So a lot going on there. Joseph Beth is celebrating Bookstore Romance Day with a fun date night at its Lexington and Cincinnati locations. It's all happening with Love at First Page on Saturday, August 19th, where you'll be treated to a cocktail or mocktail dessert a book recommendation session, and a chance to win a special giveaway. Find more information on their website and to reserve your spot. <clears throat> and last but not least, San Diego, California fast food chain Jack in the Box is scheduled to open its first two Kentucky locations in Derby City next month. But the fried chicken and tacos will keep coming. That's right. The new restaurants will be the first of up to eight potential locations to come to the greater Louisville area. Up next is our Q&A with Country Boy Brewing and their marketing director, Pete Weiss. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopSpirits.com. Joining us for our Q&A this week, he's the marketing director for Country Boy, which now has three locations across uh, Kentucky. Welcome in, Pete Weiss. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and uh, I think it'll be a fun chat because we got lots to talk about. But before we do that, I call this the Cliff Notes. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, not too much, because like I said, got some good questions <laughs> to ask here shortly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, been in uh, uh, been with Country Boy here going on about two and a half years now. Um, been in the the beer industry for uh, gosh, going on like twelve years now, and uh, I've known these guys since uh, since they started back in twenty twelve and. Um, kind of hit an opportunity coming out of COVID to uh, to grab a position with them, and it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So, uh, so here I am. Well, and it, it seems like things are going well for you guys over there. And and like you said, you've been in the industry for for a while now. But how did you get into craft beer? Because I'm always curious, because I feel like everyone's got a little bit of a different story than than others. <clears throat> so I got tricked into coming into craft beer. Um, <laughs> 
no, it's it's a fantastic industry and a great group of people all the way around. But um, I was actually working for the Lexington Legends, um, and I was selling tickets for them, and and I developed a relationship uh, with um, uh, a guy named Nate Canavera um, through the Kentucky Ale Tap Room there at Whitaker Bank Ballpark, uh, as it was as it used to be called, uh, now Wild Health Field, and. Um, got to know him a little bit and said, hey, if there's any opportunities there, uh, ever let me know. And so um, sure enough, a, a marketing position opened up uh, within Alltech. And so I jumped on board and that was with their beer and spirits division for uh, you know Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale and, and Town Branch Bourbon and uh, worked there for about uh, 10 years before uh, this uh, opportunity opened up with Country Boy. So um, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, you know, before I was working in craft beer, I was uh, definitely a uh, light domestic beer drinker and didn't know much about the industry. And I saw it more of a, a job opportunity than than getting to work with beer every day. And then uh, in working in the beer industry, that's when I started to fall in love with craft beer and all that it can be and different styles and techniques and, and uh, you know, even the fun community that it can be uh, can be about it. Well, and like you said, uh, you, you took the marketing job a couple of years ago at Country Boy. What what mm-hmm. drew you to Country Boy? Because obviously, you know, Lexington brings a big, big group mm-hmm. that's in a lot of places. Country Boy is a big regional player, but again, you know, a l- little different uh, atmospheres at both. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't trade my time at Alltech for anything. I learned uh, a, a, an insane amount about uh, not only the industry, but business and marketing as well. And, um, and absolutely loved my time there. Um, what drew me to country boy was, um, coming out of COVID, um, they really had a plan in place of what they wanted to see. Um, these guys have done a great job of developing out, uh, at the time, two tap rooms, a uh, full production facility in Georgetown. Um, the, the tap room experience, both in Lexington and Georgetown was awesome. The beer is, is top notch liquid. And what really drew me in was their idea of, their growth strategy. Um, it's always been, you know, slow rolling, calculated, um, growing the right way, not just to, you know, move a few extra cases out the door. So, um, the plan was in place to, to kind of grow the brand regionally. And, um, and they hired on a, uh, a sales director, a sales team, and, uh, they were just missing the, the, the marketing piece. So, um, they kind of laid out what, uh, what my responsibilities would be, a lot of freedom in terms of developing out uh, marketing campaigns and being creative, and so um, that was really what drew me in was just kind of that freedom to uh, uh, to develop out uh, these campaigns and not only uh, do it from the marketing side but also selling it in on the key account side. So um, kind of I would get to see um, you know projects from inception all the way through activation and execution in retail. So that was a really fun part of my job, and that's that's really what I enjoy doing most on a day to day basis. Well, I was going to say that they've got a lot of exciting things going on. And like you said, they've got that third location now. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why go to Louisville? Cause like you said, they got the Lexington and the Georgetown. Why go to Louisville and then ending up at the, uh, the fall city market there at the Omni? Yeah. So, uh, you know, always take the beer to the people and, and Louisville being the most populous city in the state, we uh, felt we were missing an opportunity, not having a, uh, uh, one of our locations there. Um, you know, Louisville has always been a target for Country Boy. Um, you know, there have always been other projects that kind of took uh, precedent over uh, expanding into another tap room, but um, we finally got an opportunity with the Omni that we couldn't pass up. Um, they 
there's a lot of investment in downtown Louisville right now, not only with mm-hmm. uh, the bourbon side, but also tourism. Um, you know, there's three city blocks that we can see from our tap room down there that are fully under construction with new projects, kind of mixed use residential and retail. So there's a lot of investment going on into the, the downtown area of Louisville, and we definitely didn't want to miss that uh, miss that boat. And when the Omni came to us with an opportunity to take over one of their existing spaces, uh, we couldn't pass it up. Um, the space used to be a uh, an, an Omni-operated um, g- kind of generic pizza concept. And what they realized um, coming out of the pandemic is that their guests and everybody coming in for conventions – wanted something local. They didn't want something that was operated by the hotel that they were staying in. And so they would see their guests leaving the property and going to other local restaurants, breweries, um, and, uh, and other venues. And so they started reaching out to local companies. So for instance, the coffee shop in there is uh, owned and operated by uh, Heine Brothers, which is a local Louisville coffee shop. Uh, Conwevos does kind of the breakfast concept in there where they make breakfast sandwiches and they're open through lunch. They're a local uh, company to Louisville. And so they were looking for somebody to take over the pizza concept there. And they already had 24 taps built in, uh, installed and, and operating there. So it was a perfect opportunity for us. We have 24 taps at both of our other locations. So we really wanted to um, uh, kind of showcase what beer that we make outside of what uh, people in Louisville can get at, uh, you know, going into Kroger or Liquor Barn or something like that. We wanted to showcase, hey, this is the stuff that we make that's fun and interesting and limited. And you can only get uh, a pint of it if you come and uh, and see us in person. Well, and, and like you said, you got the food concept there. And you've got a food mm-hmm. concept, obviously, at at uh, the Georgetown location in, in Big Hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, as we talked today, by the time this airs, I, I don't, it may have already come out, but his uh, pork b- belly uh cinnamon roll thing that he's got going i feel like he, he in the kitchen you guys do plenty of experimentation oh goodness uh <laughs> they they literally just pulled that off the smoker uh as i was uh getting on this call so i really hope there's at least a bite left for me to try uh, uh when we get done here <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, with, with 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 a guy like that, I mean, obviously, you guys are also having fun with the food too. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it should all be about fun. I mean, beer is fun, uh, food is fun. You know, we want to we we don't want some you know generic you know out of a bag fryer um, food coming out to serve to people. We want something you know we're we're a bunch of foodies just as much as we are uh, you know beer nerds. So we want to make sure that when people come in, there's a full experience of. Uh, not only craft beer, but also something to pair that with that would uh, bring out the flavors in the beer and um, showcase what we can do on a smoker. Well, and and like you said, obviously you got the the spot in Louisville. Georgetown was mm-hmm. the second spot. It's the production facility, and I think you guys have what expanded it at least twice already. I mean, and you've only been yeah, there a so, couple years. <laughs> yeah, so it opened, uh, broke ground in 2016, opened in 2017, and we have since uh, expanded, added about another. Uh, 12,000 square feet of storage uh, space as well as space for a canning line. And actually this week we just got eight brand new uh, 200 barrel tank fermentation tanks uh, that have been delivered and installed. They're being installed currently in the production brewery. And what that does is allows us to 
um, take that bottleneck of fermentation out of our production process. So uh, more tanks equals more beers being produced. Um, you know, we're not having to fight for tank space or, or package something off too early. We can uh, hold it till it's needed in the market. And that's, uh, that's a really big benefit with, uh, w- with the space we have here is, um, you know, we can continue to uh, incrementally grow uh, the production facility here and make sure that um, we have the space we need in terms of tank usage and, and uh, you know, storage space for cans and, and kegs and all those sorts of things. Well, I remember talking to DH a, a while ago now, probably you know, three years ago, and he was like, to get out to Georgetown was huge for y'all because at that time, with them kind of canning and being in so many markets, they could only really make uh, you know, cougar bait and shotgun wedding and a couple mm-hmm. things because the demand was so high and they couldn't do anything else. And it seems like you guys keep running into that problem, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, again, that, that goes back to our brewers. The guys that are actually making the beer uh, is what allows us to do all these other fun things um, because they take pride in it. Um, I, I hope every brewery in the state of Kentucky feels this way, but we believe we make some of the best beer uh, in the region. And, and uh, we want to make sure that, that people have access to it. And, uh, you know, if they like shotgun wedding, they can get shotgun wedding. If they want uh, super premium lager, they can get that one, too. Well, and, and, you know, when folks get to go to Georgetown, like I said, it is a production facility, but but you also have the tap room there. You've got the, the mm-hmm. kitchen that's open, I believe, all, all seven days of the week. What can they expect there? Because I'm guessing it's different than the one in, in Louisville. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Georgetown is definitely a um, a larger facility. We, we look at this. This is a, a family-friendly community gathering spot, um, you know. Of course, you can always come in for lunch or dinner and grab a uh, grab a pint, watch a game on TV, and um, you know you can think of it as a sports bar. But um, you know, in addition to that, we have events here all the time that are are really based around the community, um, not only bringing the community in, but giving back to the community as well. So, um, for instance, our beer cheese competition, we do a chili cook-off. Uh, we have a fall bazaar that's coming up uh, in October. And where we bring in local vendors and uh, woodworkers, uh, people making and selling crafts and and give them an opportunity to showcase their brands uh, here on site and uh, draws a really big crowd. Um, You know, and it's always proceeds are going back to some uh, community uh, organization to help out uh, the community that we're in, whether it's Lexington, Georgetown or Louisville. We want to make sure that we're uh, we are a part of uh, of what everybody's got, got going on. Well, and I believe if uh, if I'm correct too, that Georgetown spot is going to have a, a neighbor at some point. Am, am I correct out there in the industrial park? Yeah, so they've uh, they've done all the surveying, uh, have not broken ground yet. We don't know when the groundbreaking is going to be, but uh, Blue Run Spirits acquired the land right across the street from us. Um, and uh, if you're not familiar with Blue Run, they came online probably right uh, right in the middle of 2020. And they were a non-distillery producer of Kentucky bourbon, and um, they have some kind of celebrity names that are out there helping them blend some bourbon together. Uh, it was so successful, and the, the liquid was so good that uh, uh, they got some investors together, and they're looking for a brick-and-mortar um, kind of bourbon trail location. So we are lucky enough that that's going to bring the bourbon trail right to our front door. I was going to say a, a lot of exciting things, even just you know that you guys don't even have to do much to to to, to do that. And, um, <laughs> well, we need to step our game up a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna need to. Uh, if I know bourbon money, that's uh, that's going to be a big money uh, tourist attraction, and we need to be ready to 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 match that. And and I think you guys have a good good start too. And and 
when you think of where it all started, that OG tap room in, in Lexington, it's definitely different than than the other spots because it, it's in a, you know like all the uh, initial spots for a brewery. I think they kind of fit the spot. They build it to you know what they've got. And uh, can you talk a little bit about it? Because I, I feel like it's a, a fun place to 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 see because it's a little different than all the others. I, I love Lexington. We all love Lexington, but I love Lexington personally because that's where I first got introduced to the brand. Um, I remember going in there day one when it was a dark hole in the wall. Uh, there was no light, no windows. Um, you know, the, the walls were painted brown with, with other people's uh, neons all over the place uh, that they had collected from garage sales and such. So um, since then, we've, gone, we've come quite a long way in, in Lexington and we've expanded the patio, put that garage door in. So there's a lot of natural light in there now. Um, it, it's a great atmosphere for, for a brewery in a downtown location. Um, you know, we're walkable to Rep Arena, to, uh, you know, to UK's campus. And so uh, really is a cool spot to see a gathering of, of people looking for, uh, for a craft brewery experience. Now, correct me, two days a week, the, the food truck there is open. How's that going? No, we've, uh, we've, we, we've, uh, we've, gone to uh, seven days a week now so uh, we finally kind of uh, got over the hump of, of some staffing and and uh, now we've got the food truck open all the time so um, just dinner uh, during the week and then on the weekends we're lunch and dinner uh, on the food truck so uh, you can get a delicious smash burger some nachos uh, uh, fries and tots uh, anything like that so definitely a, a pub food kind of a menu there and how have you guys been able to to grow? I mean, I know you kind of said it's been slow and steady, but I also know DH, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like sometimes someone's got to rein him in at, at times <laughs> to make sure sure he doesn't get too far ahead of himself. But you know, how have you guys been able to sustain that growth and be able to do cool things? Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I, I'll, I'll send all the credit back to our brewers uh, making incredible liquid. Um, you know, our our goal, at least my goal on the marketing side, is just to get a beer into people's hands. Um, if we get a beer in people's hands and they taste it, um, we know they're going to come back for, uh, for another six pack down the road somewhere. So, um, that really is just, um, you know, spreading the good word of beer and, and getting that, uh, that liquid out into two people. Um, you know, DH always says, and, and he said this a hundred times since I started here is, you know, he wants to sell beer on the moon one day. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it definitely is, um, we always have an idea towards growth and what that next step is. Um, but we want to make sure we do it right. You know, we don't want to, um, open up a new market somewhere and then have to short our beer orders for here locally. We want to make sure that, um, you know, we, we build out the capacity first, uh, make sure that we have, um, you know, a marketing plan in place to go into, uh, new markets and those sorts of things are really important to, uh, be successful in the growth and, uh, and, and continue the trends. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, that you can tell me, I don't want you to get in trouble, you know, with, mm-hmm. with your bosses there, but what expansion down the road, whether that's tap rooms or, or distribution, new markets, because, you know, I know you guys have been able to grow your footprint and be in, in many states now, but I mean, what what's kind of the plan there? Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't think Louisville will be our last tap room. Um, we'll definitely uh, always keep our eye out. But again, we want the opportunity to be right, and we're willing to sit back and wait for that opportunity. We're not going to try to force something into uh, a location that is not right for the brand or right for the community that it's going into. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll sit back and, and make sure that we pick out the right opportunity for, for the next one that opens up. Um, I think our our uh, director of tap rooms, Jason Hammond, he's uh, – 
uh, he, he still got his head spinning on uh, opening this one in Louisville, and, and he had, doesn't have his feet underneath him yet, so uh, we can't throw too much at him too soon. Um, and then as far as di- distribution, you know, we just opened up Florida uh, back in November of last year, so we're just over six months of being in Florida. Um, we opened up Indiana just before that, so full state Indiana all the way up to the, the lakes. Um, next month, we're opening up full state distribution in Ohio. Uh, you could only get it in, in Cincinnati uh, as of right now. And then next month, we will uh, we'll kind of kick the doors open for, for the full state of Ohio. And I think at that point, sit back and, and let uh, 2023 take us uh, where it takes us and and make sure that our, uh, our our guys in the back can produce the right amount of beer and and the quality that we've come to expect and make sure that uh, all of that goes smoothly before we uh, before we go into any new areas there but um, you know we've got some we've got some ideas on on what the next steps are and we've had some conversations with some people but um, you know we want to stay kind of in our region we want to make sure that we're we're filling out distribution where uh, where we currently are uh, seeing success so um, you know Tennessee I think is a, a, a big target for us uh, to get that uh, fully up and running. We've got uh, East Tennessee right now, but uh, you know, filling out the whole state is is best for um, for sales and distribution anyway. As long as we can be full state anywhere we can be. Well, and, and I was going to say, you know, you, you mentioned you've got uh, you know over a decade of experience in the industry. How much has it changed? Because there for a while the goal was to expand everywhere you could in, a, in an instant. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be changing to, you know, stay right where you are or kind of that brew pub tap room extension and kind of get the brand going. I mean, it feels like so much has changed in even just a short amount of time. Uh, it's changed so much. Um, you know, when I uh, when I first got into the industry, it was, you know, in that in the height of the craft beer boom. And I mean, everybody was waiting in line for these um, you know, one-off barrel-aged stout releases, and and uh, you know there were probably five or six breweries in the country that just you know got all the press, and they were all being talked about, and and barrel aging was a thing, and, and it was expand, 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 and all of these distributors were super excited to pick up new brands and new SKUs, and then all of a sudden, um, probably about 2016, 17 time frame, all these distributors started to feel that pinch and, and, and started to kind of narrow brands and, and narrow SKUs to just a few flagships. And you know, this past year uh, was all about flagship, flagship, flagship. Everybody wanted to push you know, what brought them to the dance. And, and you know, we've always been like that, Cougar Bait and Shotgun Wedding are one and one a for us. We want to make sure that those two beers are, uh, are everywhere that, that country boy can be. So it's, it's changed unbelievably, you know, gone from big old barrel aged stouts. And now we're talking about craft breweries, making light loggers and, and trying to mimic, you know, Mick ultra and those sorts of things. Um, the biggest thing for me is, you know, when we opened in 2012, uh, the people that were coming into the tap rooms were, you know, young professionals, uh, freshly graduated students, um, you know, kind of living off of that UK uh, theme, you know, UK won the national title in 2012. So that was a huge win. Everybody kind of has these memories of being in the tap room for that, uh, that championship game. Well, those people, it's now, you know, 12 plus years later, those people have kids and careers and wives and husbands and jobs. And, uh, you know, so there's not that same or that, that same, those same people are in a different demo now. And so, you know, 
there's they still have an affinity for our brands and we still see the sales in in uh in, in retail stores but um you know we've got to figure out a way to uh to kind of adjust ours our tap rooms to stay up with those trends of what people are looking for what people are drinking what people are enjoying and um uh deliver it to that next generation of craft beer drinker I was going to say it's a, it's a challenge that that all breweries have to uh to face and it's it's interesting to see what what each does and one thing that I love that you guys do though is uh the names. You mentioned, you know, Shotgun Wedding, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Cougar Bait. Uh how much fun is it to see to, to come up with those names and and are you allowed to come up with those names too or or is that, you know, <laughs> a, a hidden room in the back? <laughs> Um, we get, uh, we get some say in the names, but, um, a lot of times the names are coming from the brewers themselves that are actually coming up with the recipes. So, um, you know, we, we do have a lot of fun with the names anymore. This was, you know, again, back in, in 2012 when Cougar Bait and Shotgun Wedding came out, but, uh, anymore, it's really tough to find a, a beer name that's not already trademarked and, and being used somewhere. So, um, you know, we, we try to, uh, we still try to have some fun with it. We try to make it. Uh, Kentucky themed, uh, music themed. Um, you know, we just uh, released Hillbilly Hustle for the first time um, in partnership with Wes Brown, who uh, is an author here locally in, in Lexington and, and runs Apollo Pizza. But um, he wrote a book called Hillbilly Hustle uh, about a, a pizza entrepreneur that uh, gets into some shady dealings and. So when we saw that book, we said, that's a great beer name. And so reached out to him. Um, he was very happy to see, uh, see his artwork and his, his name on, uh, on a can of beer. So that was a lot of fun to come up with that one. Um, but, you know, the uh, uh, Legend of Woolly Swamp is, is a, a song by Charlie Daniels. So we, we wanted to make sure that uh, we, can, we stay in that same country boy style vein in any names that we come up with. Well, I was gonna say I, I was uh, thrilled to see Hillbilly Hustle out in stores because I've always gone to the tap room the last couple of years to get it because uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've known Wes, but also that's just a delicious beer. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, so I was really excited to that, but also love like you talk about when you're coming up with names, keeping that Kentucky theme, that country theme, like the the IPA series with kind of going down to the gorge mm-hmm. and, and naming them after climbing routes and and trails and things like that. I think that's just clever and you know keeps it you know simple, but also a, a cool story with it too. Yeah, so one of our owners, um, Evan Coppage, uh, who's kind of the director of our brewing operations, he loves rock climbing. And when I say loves rock climbing, he is uh, addicted to rock climbing. And so, um, he <laughs> has was, he gotten you out there? No, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> I, I did some, some rock climbing when I was much, much younger and much, much lighter in weight. And uh, I don't think I could lift myself anymore. Um, but he was down in the gorge and, and found some really cool names. And, you know, right when we were looking at doing a hazy IPA for the first time, when that style was, uh, was kind of just peaking, um, he climbed a route called witness citrus. And, you know, he thought, well, that'd be a really good beer name, especially for a citrus forward IPA. And, and so he kind of went through all of the, all of the hiking routes down there and found a list of about, 25 30 names that would be great for beer names and so um, we've gone through i think nine of them so far and uh, right now we've got prime directive on the uh, on the shelf which is the name of a, a climbing route but also the star trek uh, folks really are loving us for uh, for naming a beer prime directive um, and then next up is uh, a beer called De- defy tradition um, 
And so, you know, with that specific one, it's kind of uh, a, a unique take on uh, hopping that beer because it's it's kind of um, a different take on the hazy IPA's traditional hopping style. So uh, we try to have the name fit the beer as well. Well, they, they've been great. I, I've enjoyed, enjoyed each of those. And, and what, what else is coming up here in 2023? We're a little over halfway way through. What, what else is, is coming that people can look forward to and what other fun things are you guys getting into? Yeah. So, uh, today we just canned our Oktoberfest beer. So, um, you know, starting August 1st, we'll have Oktoberfest on, on the shelf for a couple months through the, uh, uh, the beginning of the fall season. Um, we've got a brand new, um, the, the, the recipe hasn't been finalized yet, but we've got a brand new seasonal coming down the line, um, starting in November 1st, it's going to be a coffee forward stout, um, that we're going to put into cans. So, um, still working through kind of a recipe, but, uh, the idea is to have uh, a really big latte forward flavor to it. Um, and then, um, let's see here. Yeah. Um, defy tradition will be coming out, um, next month in in cans um you know uh, evan has a million projects going on in lexington so we'll definitely have some some taproom only releases right now we've got a dry hopped kolsch uh, uh, hmm. a couple double ipas a um uh an amber lager that's absolutely delicious right now so you know there's always new beers and, and fun things coming out we'll open up ohio next month so uh if any if you have any listeners up in cleveland or uh, Toledo or Columbus, they can start getting our beer uh, in, in about a month from now. And then just uh, as many events as we can fit in. You know, we've got so many beer festivals and, and community events. And then, of course, our, our Oktoberfest, our Fall Bazaar will be out here in Georgetown. Um, Louisville is just uh, is cranking right now. We've got a great guy on site uh, named Kyle. So if you go to the Louisville Tap Room and, and make sure you ask for Kyle, he loves to talk about beer sports or, or anything else uh, that's going on there in town. So um, just trying to have as much fun as we can while trying to push as much beer as we can. I mean, that sounds like a, a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy it. We're, we're very, very lucky in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the industry that we're in that we get to have a beer and, and sit around and talk about uh, funny beer names and, and try to find one that sticks. Well, well, Pete, I, I appreciate you sharing the country boy boy story with me and, and with some of the cool things. And I won't keep you any longer, so you can go get one of those uh, random <laughs> things that that big hazard decides to come up. I don't want to hold you a, back any a, longer. A pork a pork belly cinnamon roll. So he takes a, a pork belly, rolls it up with some brown sugar, and and uh, smokes it for about six hours, and then it comes out the other end with a uh, uh, with a maple butter glaze on top of it. And, apparently it's amazing so uh look out for that uh for a breakfast event coming up uh sometime soon in georgetown so that'll be a sneak peek of uh of a new dish for us i love it i love it and pete i appreciate the time man hey absolutely find more from hops and spirits at hopspirits.com thanks everybody bye